For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hello and welcome into another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. I am Davey Hudson alongside former Titan Denard Walker, and we appreciate you joining us here today as we get set to preview the Titans' upcoming Monday Night Football matchup versus the Buffalo Bills. Right now, the Bills looking like the best team in the NFL. They will be coming to Nissan Stadium last year. Tennessee able to take them down in a very lopsided contest on a Tuesday night. I know that sounds weird to say, but on a Tuesday night last year in Nashville. But Denard and I are going to break it down. We're going to give you the scoop. What's the latest for the Titans? How are the Bills faring? But before we get into that, I want to ask, do you believe? And Believe in Titans is presented by BetOnline. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back once again for another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season with a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests. Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. College football, Denard, this past weekend was crazy. A lot of awesome games. This weekend, another good slate coming up. When you look to the NFL, I was on Bet Online right before we recorded. The Titans, five and a half point dog to the Bills. Personally, I would say to wait before locking in anything on this game. I am very interested to see how things shake out for the Titans from an injury standpoint. We've been banged up. Buffalo, right now, they're not as injured as we are, that's for certain. But again, still a lot to be determined as far as who's going to be eligible once this game gets set. But hey, you can go to Bet Online and make sure to get in on the action. A lot of fun if you're looking to have a pull one way or another. I mean, I know you guys are going to be pulling for the Titans, but as it relates to some other games, if you just like, hey, want to throw a little bit here or there, go to Bet Online. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all of the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. And on top of that, NBA starts next week. 
regular season and NHL regular season starting this week. So a lot going on in the world of sports. But hey, as we get set to talk about this Titans game, Denard, how are you doing today, sir? Davey, I'm doing great, man. I, I had a chance to um, spend Saturday afternoon at the Texas OU Red River uh, shootout <laughs> as well. Like Good. I'm glad it. you still call it the shootout. All right. A lot of yeah, people are saying shootout. we got to be careful. It's the rivalry now. <laughs> Screw that, man. It's the Red River shootout. Yeah, it's the shootout. I'll tell you what, man, I, I didn't wink a bit. So it was really fun and exciting to get out there and to watch. It was a beautiful crowd. It's uh, a hell of a game, man. Capacity. It was a great game. I tell you, one of the best games that I've seen in a long time. So congratulations to Boomer Sooners. And uh, man, man, what a great, great football game. And two great coaches. I tell you, Steve Sarkeesian and Lincoln Riley. I tell you what, if I was an NFL GM or exec right now, I'd try to try to muster up as much money as I could. Damn. You're Vegas. You come, you come hollering <laughs> at Lincoln? I yes, man. I would go right down to Norman or Texas and try to, you know, get one of those. So those are two great coaches. So again, it was just fun. And, and, you know, I just enjoyed it. It was, it was just fun to watch that atmosphere Saturday. Yeah. A lot of big time prospects as far as what's going to be happening in the NFL draft here in the years to come. I know Lincoln's been able to stack a bunch of five stars t talent all up and down that roster. And I mean, their quarterback, Caleb Williams, the freshman came in, looked electric and was able to bring OU back. And they were able to walk it off with a Kennedy Brooks touchdown can't remember, it was like a 33-yard run, but that was that was insane to watch. But Denard, speaking of being able to run the Titans, they still got Derrick Henry, and as long as that's the case, I feel like they got a chance in any game. So we look at the first primetime game of the year for the Titans. You know, last year they opened the season on Monday Night Football, but this year, week six, be nice to take a little bit of a relaxation on Sunday for the team, get an extra day of rest, and then gear up for what is going to be a really tough game to win. Like, there's no other way to slice it. The Bills are playing at a high level. They went in to Arrowhead on Sunday night and absolutely destroyed the Chiefs. was not much of a game. Felt bad for Chiefs fans for having to wait through the weather delay just to see their team continue to get kicked while they were down. The Bills, offensively, defensively, they are looking good. Denard, when you look at this Bills team, what is the first thing that comes to your mind? Playmakers. Playmakers, explosiveness, and more playmakers. And it starts with, and I tell you what, this Josh Allen, Davey, he's amazing. They locked him up last year. I mean, well, this past offseason to that nice little contract that he got, it was for a six-year, $258 million and $150 million guaranteed. And I tell you what, I'm I'm so excited. I mean, GM Brandon Bean, he 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 hit it. I mean, he saw his future. Uh, in this young man, and he is delivering. He is playing right now uh, is better than better than any quarterback than, in the league other than Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. So again, it, it starts with Josh Allen. And last year, uh, I went back Debo and and had a chance to break this game down. And it's going to be in the hands of him. If if we go win, we got to stop this this. Uh, I don't even like to call him a player. He's like uh, some kind of superhuman. That six 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 five six six two hundred what forty some pounds. He's a grown man. Right now, you're talking about the playmakers for Buffalo, Denard. They had another guy that's kind of came onto the scene lately. I know last year when you you do look at it, they had Stephon Diggs when we were playing them. They're running back. It's kind of a running back by committee when you look at 
Devin Singletary, Zach Moss. Zach Moss has kind of taken over as far as getting more reps than Singletary. But they went out, they got Emmanuel Sanders, a vet who has been playing at a high level for years and years now, from his days in Pittsburgh to Denver, and just kind of continued to move across the league. Now in Buffalo, and Josh Allen has a target that is really still playing at a high level. And then you add in that Dawson Knox, the tight end, has really stepped up. He had over 100 receiving yards this past weekend. So they can throw it all over. And I, you mentioned Josh Allen. You look at him coming out of college from Wyoming, his first couple of years in the league, completion percentage was just not there. A lot of questions about whether this kid was going to be able to survive and make it as a full-time or as a, as a starter in the league, much less a future star. And he's really started to reach that level where it's like, all right, this kid's like starting to tap out at his potential and we can really see that he is something to be reckoned with. So the Titans defense, D, when we're looking at the team, I know we've been battling some injuries, still waiting to see. I don't want to speculate on what we got going there. Uh, we're recording on Tuesday. The Titans have yet to release the depth chart just because of the extra day. But Titans did go out. They signed Avery Williamson. That news broke right before the before we started recording. Avery was a guy initially drafted by the Titans out of Kentucky, a Milan, Tennessee native. He's coming back. His best years in the league were during his time in Tennessee. Not done much recently, so we'll see if he's able to kind of bring back some of that luster that he had during his days wearing the two-tone blue. But it looks as though he'll be playing early on on the offensive side of the ball, Denard. They did announce that Tyson Brelo is reti- retiring. He's on that reserved retired list, and I can only assume I've not heard anything official yet, but it's due to the injuries that he has sustained. Uh, that's very unfortunate. And seven-year pro, but eventually, Denard, I mean, you can talk about this for all the guys you've seen throughout your time. It's Eventually, once those injuries pile up, it's sometimes best just to go ahead and say, all right, my, uh, my watch has ended. Yeah, and he was a consistent player. That's what you love about Ty. You can plug Ty in anywhere on the line, and he will get the job done. So, I mean, seven years in the National Football League is like, I mean, that's literally like living for 80 or 90 years. I mean, you're productive. I'm serious. I mean, the, the life expectancy of an NFL player, no disrespect, is no more, no more than two years. I mean, that's what we usually get, most players. So to, to spend seven years in a National Football League, it's a – it's a huge accomplishment, and I wish him well. He's a very smart young man as well. Definitely is going to be very successful um, going into what I like to call the real world other than something other, other than something dealing with sports. Yes, he is a guy that will always have that touchdown catch against the Bucks, and he made some notable appearances during the postseason run of just having to fill in whenever you had some other guys go down, and he was – I mean, at times he was playing better than your your all-pro left tackle. So I do wish him the best moving forward. Team also announced that Brett Kern has been placed on the COVID-19 reserve list. Giant Towns have been filling in the last couple of games because Kern dealing with the groin injury. I don't know if he would have been back from the groin injury this week or not. Uh, still kind of waiting on some word there. And there's a chance he gets off the reserve list. I don't know if he tested positive or if he was a close contact, but it remains to be seen as what will happen there. But Titans, again, still struggling, battling the injury bug. And they did say this past week, Denard, speaking of the 
transitioning into the Titans offense that they had A.J. Brown on a snap count. They were really trying to make sure they didn't put him in any situation where it could possibly re-aggravate his hamstring injury. But when you look at trying to attack this Buffalo Bills defense, I think right now they're leading the league in turnovers forced. And if you're the Titans, it's something you can't afford to give Josh Allen the ball more than they're already going to have it. What would be your plan of attack for trying to go at this unit? Well, you're talking about the number one unit in the National Football League as far as defense. You look at the playmakers, and it starts with Russo. Think about Chandler Jones, uh, what he was able to do against this offensive line the first game of the season. What was it, six sacks? He had five. Uh, basically, he all went five. Okay, well, uh, heck, I might as well give him seven or eight. <laughs> but it starts with the young rookie out of Miami. He is playing – Lights beyond his age, Davey. He's he's basically setting the tone for that defensive line. You're talking about Ed Oliver, their former number one draft pick a few years back, three years ago out of Houston. I know Ed pretty well. And Jerry Hughes, Tremaine Edwards, Matt Milano. But you look at their secondary. They're very, very talented in the back half. You're talking about the all-pro Tredavious White out of LSU. He might be the best corner in the league today, not because he went to Louisiana State, but you just look at his record. And what I'm anticipating this week is much, they're not going to play Tennessee like they did last year, Davey. They're not going to try to play a lot of man-to-man. Last year, they tried that here in Nashville, and we ate them up pretty good. You're talking about, and I know they had Josh Norman, and I love Josh. He's a a great player, been been a great player in this league. But again, he's no Tredavious Wright or no Levi Wallace. You talk about Michael Hyde and Justin Poirier. That's two of the best tandem in the league at safety. So they're stout all the way around. If you're going to beat this team, Davey, it comes down to making plays. Now, I do believe the Titans, if A.J. is not 100%, then they're going to have to uh, do what they did last year, and you're going to have to distribute the ball uh, to a multitude of different players. So I'm looking at our receivers much like last week. Uh, Cam Batson, Chester Rogers, but this might be my X factor, Debo, Marcus Johnson. I thought he played well last week, considering the fact that it was that was his first game and for, you know, playing for this team. So you're going to need some guys on the edges to make some plays. So again, it's coming down to match up. It's how well we can match up uh, against their DBs. I, I like Levi Wallace, but I do think that he is he's vulnerable to give up a big play at times. Uh, Tredavious is not playing lights out, but again, he can get hot. So again, it's coming down to matchups, D. It's, it's, can you win your matchup? Just like you played last week against Jacksonville. When their, when their number was called, they made plays. And that's what's going to have to happen this week because this defensive line for Buffalo is the best defensive line the Titans team probably will face all season. Well, the Titans have had a very difficult time so far making sure Ryan Tannehill does not take hits. He's been sacked more than any other quarterback in the league. Denard, I saw the stat for Buffalo this past weekend when they were playing Kansas City. They only blitzed Patrick Mahomes one time. All the rest of their pressure came from the front four. They were also looking to limit the playmakers that the Chiefs had because, I mean, as we talk about playmakers, we know the Chiefs also up there with guys that can just make magic happen. If you're the Bills, I mean, are are you expecting to see them try to bring a lot of pressure? Obviously, are they going to try to stack the box early? 
how would I expect this Buffalo Bills unit to react after what we saw last year? <laughs> I'll tell you what, they pretty much contained uh, Derek pretty much throughout the whole game last year. The, what happened was we were beating them in other phases of the game, like special teams. We saw Khalif Raymond make some big plays in the special teams unit. And of course, the kickoff team with the fumble recovery that uh, their kickoff return, they fumbled and we got the ball in their uh, in their area of the field. So what happened if you're so you take their defensive coordinator, Leslie Frazier, for example, he is a really good coach. He's the former coach of the Minnesota Vikings between 2011, and 2013. I know Leslie quite well. He actually tried to get me at Cincinnati. Now, last year they came in here with the mentality. We're going to play man to man. And then what we're going to do is let our front win the game. They took a page out of Tampa Bay's um, playbook from last year's Super Bowl. That's why you didn't see a lot of blisses. And then you just let your front go and hunt. And they was able to generate some pressure on Mahomes. He made some plays with his legs. But again, if you're in the back half this week, you are anticipating man to man. Why? Because they know AJ is not 100%. And this, this is going to come down to how the Titans are going to win offensively. You're going to win simply by making plays on the perimeter. And our receivers, and once again, I'm going to call them out. Uh, when you look at Cam Batson, when you look at Chester Rogers, Josh Reynolds, and Marcus Johnson, they will be, they're going to be the determining factor if the Titans are able to generate some momentum offensively because they're going to line up and they're not going to let 22 beat them. I want to correct myself real quick, Denard. It was the Bills had zero blitzes on Mahomes this past weekend. And also last year when they played them, they did not blitz for what would have been week six of 2020. And according to Next Gen Stats, no other team in the Next Gen Stats era has played a game without blitzing once. So, I don't know. That's, again, they're, they're going to they're gonna play it differently because obviously the running ability of the Chiefs is much different than that of the Titans. But it's still just a fascinating stat for at least me to see where a team does not send a single blitz during the entire game. Denard, looking at it from a, let's, let, let's flip the script here. You're the Titans and you're going up against this offense. I know we've kind of struggled as far as having our guys stay healthy out there and still looking to see what this unit's going to look like for the Titans defense, but if you're Shane Bowen, what's your game plan for this coming Monday? Well, I circled Chris Jackson, and the reason that I circled Chris Jackson is what we're doing on third down, if you watch the tape, uh, what they're doing is Christian will go inside and play the nickel. And then what they're doing is they're bringing Chris Jackson in. It was Breon before they started off with Elijah Molden and Elijah wasn't able to, you know, kind of, he's hasn't caught up with the speed of the game yet. So my X factor uh, going into this game would be his ability to handle, let's say on a third down, Emmanuel Sanders or Stephon Diggs. Now you got to understand this offense for Buffalo Davey, everything is predicated on the deep ball. They love explosive plays. You got to play them like you played them last year. Let Josh Allen have three or 400 yards passing, but what you want to do is do not give him anything over the top. No explosive plays. When the Titans, when they don't give up explosive plays, this is a team and this is a unit that they play well. And they usually, it, it usually translates into a win. So what they want to do this week is make everything, um, let them have everything in front of you, tackle well, 
just like they did last year in Nashville. Play your zone dogs, your cover twos, keep everything in front of you, and they will be okay. But And I'm going to tell you what, this offense for Buffalo, if they can't get the explosive plays and the deep plays, especially he's, he's really trying to go to Dawson Knox because if you can eliminate that, then that's going to give this defense a chance to be successful uh, Monday night. But again, this quarterback, he's young. He's got a great arm, Davey, and what they want is the deep ball. They live by it, and they might end up dying by it. So let's hope for Titans' sake, yeah. let's eliminate the explosive plays this week. Very much I so. I should have used that word. <laughs> which, which word? Died, live by it or died by no, it. No, man, I mean, it's a good way to say it. Hey, this was, when you look at it, how you described it, Denard, I mean, I feel like it's the perfect example of the Ben don't break defense. You can try to allow that stuff underneath. There were times last week against the Jags, we saw the Titans have some poor tackling efforts. And, I mean, if you do that, they're going to break it off and they're going to be able to make some big plays there. But, I mean, if, if you're just sounding the game and you're playing to your fundamentals, I think the Titans' defense has an opportunity if they do what you said and just make sure they keep everything in front of them. But that's one of the things I am kind of worried about. We have seen some breakdown breakdowns in coverage. Uh, I mean, you go back to the Tyler Lockett play in Seattle. You then go and you just look at some other instances that we had. Well, you know what? But, you know, let me say this, Debo, is, you know, like let's go last week against Jacksonville. They basically contained LaVisca Chenault the whole game, other than the fourth quarter when they, unfortunately, like three or four guys with a missed tackle, and then he kind of scampered for another 20 or 30 yards. See, those kind of plays is what gets you beat. Or you're talking, but they didn't, have, what I did love about this game is they shut out Marvin Jones. Now, we know that Trevor loves LaVisca Chenault. Okay, but when you have a receiver going into the fourth quarter, he has the zero catches. That means that you are doing your job. You are eliminating the big plays. That's what I love about this team. If they can be consistent in the back half, don't worry about the little stuff. I think so, so many times I think fans will look at a quarterback and they're like, well, he's just continually to complete the little five yard pass or the three yard or the 10 or the 15. Let him have that. What you don't want is the 30 to 40 yard bomb over your head. You would like the New York game when Keelan Cole got the 50-yard bomb. Those kind of plays are what gets you beat. Do what you want to do is take a page out of Tampa, and you think it's ironic that they didn't blitz the other night. This league is called a copycat league. When Leslie Frazier was getting prepared for that game Sunday night, you know what he did? He went back and watched the family last year in the Super Bowl with Todd Bowles, who's the defensive coordinator at Tampa. Tampa didn't blitz in the Super Bowl. They just let their front with Sue and Barrett and all those guys, they just let them go hunt. And that's exactly what you have to do. And, Davey, let me say this. We have a player by the name of Harold Landry right now who might be playing at a pace unlike any other outside linebacker in the league. He is getting to the quarterback. Five and a half sacks coming into this game. Uh, Monday night, I think 58 is going to have a, he's going to play a huge role in stopping Josh Allen. And if 58 play the way that he's been playing, he can make Josh Allen night miserable again uh, when he gets to Nashville. So let's just hope number 58 is able to generate a little bit more pressure this week. I agree with you. What I'll also say on top of that, when it comes to Harold Landry, make sure you're sending him at the quarterback, not trying to guard a tight end on fourth and goal at, uh, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm getting frustrated, but Bo, Bowen last week, whenever, I, I don't understand what he was doing. I like Harold, but his specialty is not to cover. In, anyway, the, the other area of the game we've not talked about yet, but it's special teams. I will just say Tyler Bass 
great kicker right now. I mean, I believe he's 11. I think he's 11 to 12 on the season. Uh, he's been very consistent. Hasn't missed a PAT. Yeah, he's 19 of 19 for the point after. And you look on the Titan side, Randy Bullock, I know he missed the field goal in crunch time to make sure that the game would have been a tie in New York. But for the season, he's 9 of 11 on field goals and 10 of 11 on PATs. That one PAT miss came this past weekend in Jacksonville. And again, with the punting unit, uh, it remains to be seen what's going to happen there. At this point, I'm expecting Johnny Townsend to be back there. He did better this week, but, I mean, you're going to have to flip the field and do a really good job in that area. But, D, I bring up special teams because I don't think I asked you about this last year. And I ain't talking yeah. about – oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to bring up special teams because when you look at some of the most iconic plays in the history of the Tennessee Titans, it comes down to special teams and something called the Music City Miracle. Oh, nice. And I don't believe I got to ask you when we were playing Buffalo Buffalo last year, I guess I was so caught up, the game continued to be rescheduled because of COVID. I never got your take on what it was like being part and being on the team when one of the most memorable plays in Titans history happened. That's one of the most memorable plays in the NFL history. <laughs> Does it happen? You know what? It was special. It was a very, it was an electric uh, crowd in Nashville that day. That was a, our first playoff game as the Tennessee Titans organization. And that was our first year. I mean, that was really our first year playing in Nashville. And that was really what I like to call really the starting part. That's the inception of the original Tennessee Titans. So I would be uh, forever uh, part of history as being a part of that first team, the Tennessee Titans, not the Oilers, the Titans. That play was so surreal. But, you know, and let me say this, Dave, and everybody asked me this. If we were playing in Buffalo, we wouldn't have gotten that call. <laughs> I'm serious. But because we were playing in Tennessee, we got the call. So we were fortunate on that part. Now, let me say this. And, and D, look, listen, we haven't talked a lot about special teams this year, period. Uh, because I, I, like, I feel like Randy Bullock, he has been very consistent. Unlike last year, it was very unpredictable. And we love that. But it might come down, and, and the reason I Tennessee won last year is be, because of the play of the special teams unit. Khalif Raymond had a huge day. You're talking about two or three times that that special teams unit put that offense in position to score. So, D, it might come down this week to the play of the special teams. So, Coach Craig Ackerman might have – he might play a huge role in determining the fate of this game come Monday night. Last year, fortunately, we really didn't have to worry too much about special teams because the game got so out of hand. But, I mean, you talk about it, it was one of those things to where, as I pull up the stats, the Titans, it's one of those games where the Titans, I know we had kind of been having that conversation about Steven Goskowski, but, I mean, we didn't even have to send him out there to kick a field goal. He was 6 of 6 on his extra points, and Brett Kern only had to punt three times. So, fortunately, that, that wasn't much of, a, of an issue for us. But then on the other side, from a return standpoint, I mean, Raymond did have two punt returns for 40 yards. But I'm looking at this game, I do think the Titans are going to have to have some explosive plays to be able to stay with this offense or to continue to score with this offense. Because from what I've seen from the Titans' defense so far, I mean, this is a game for the Titans to win. You're not going to have what you had last year. Like, the Titans are going to have to have over 30 points to win this game. It's like that. that's the number you have to get there. I don't see a scenario where the Titans score less than 30 and also win this game. 
unless for some reason Josh Allen gets knocked out and they have to bring in Mitchell Trubisky. That's that's about the only reason I could see them not scoring over 30. The, uh, with that said, this time I'd love to get your score prediction. Monday Night Football, I've been terrible about picking the Titans scores this year. It's It's been rough. Uh, but, I mean, primetime, Nashville should be a packed house. Fans excited to be hosting a big game. And we haven't, haven't even mentioned it, but the Colts, the as as my colleague at Fox Sports Knoxville, Russell Smith, would say, the Indian crapless dolts, they dropped one last night in stunning fashion, blowing a 16-point fourth quarter to lose to the Baltimore Ravens in overtime. Now the Houston Texans and the Indianapolis Colts only have one win so far through five weeks of the NFL regular season. Titans sitting at 3-2. and two. I'll say it, D. I know it's early. There's no reason this team should be slated lower or seated lower than fourth come playoff times. I know I'm way ahead of myself, but the rest of the league just sucks. This division yeah. is not good. And so if the Titans can't take advantage of it, I don't know if there's ever a year where you can take advantage of it because this is the worst I think I've ever seen it whenever you just look at the – there's parity. Don't get me wrong. It's just the parity at the bottom is just awful. So with that said, Titans, great opportunity. Bills, Chargers, and the Ravens are all at 4-1. and one. Titans are at 3-2. and two. So we're right in the thick of it as far as moving up in that playoff seating. And I know it's week five and I'm talk, or going into week six and I'm already talking about playoff seating, but that's because that's the goal for this team. That's what happens when you have a consistent winner. The Titans have been a consistent winner and they're going to be back in the playoffs this year unless something just absolutely ludicrous happens. But anyway, back to the pick for tonight, Denard. Or not tonight, goodness. I'm getting myself all flustered. Yeah, you're pick getting from, excited. The pick for Monday night, what do you have happening in this game? Oh man, this is going to be a great game, D. Let me just let me go through this. Arizona, week one, 38-13. Tennessee comes back win 33-30 against Seattle. And then they beat Indy. They look great against Indy, but then they lost. They come back, look good against Jacksonville. This is a team typically they don't lose two games in a row. And Buffalo's coming to Nashville for one reason and one reason only to avenge last year's butt whooping. And they're looking for redemption. And to me, this is a statement game, Debo. Let me say this again. You remember last year when we talked about Cleveland coming to Nashville? Cleveland was eight and three. The Titans were eight and three. And the Cleveland, they didn't beat, they didn't have it wasn't one game where they beat a team with a winning record. And we were like, you know what? For Cleveland, this is a statement game. This is a statement, not just for that organization, but it's a statement to the National Football League that we are real. For the Titans this week, I'm going to say the same thing. This is a statement game. You look at this record, okay, out of the five games that they played, out of the five games, there's only one team with the winning record, and that was Arizona, and Arizona beat them. So teams are looking at Tennessee right now, and they're saying, who have you played? Seattle's 2-3, and three, Indy's 1-4, and four, the Jets are 1-4, and four, and Jacksonville's 0-5. Jacksonville's this is a game where t- on Monday night that Tennessee, they're going to show the world what they are about. Their DNA. They ain't played nobody, Paul. I know, but this I, we said that about Cleveland last year. Look what they, they came to Nashville. They whipped Titans, but the Titans are going to win this game because they have to send a statement to the rest of the league that we are for real and that we're not paper champions. So I got Tennessee winning this game 38-30. All right, I like where your head's at. You're at the 30 number. 
I, I don't know what it is, D. All the numbers are telling me the Titans should not win this game. But the one thing I've said is the Titans have an incredible ability to take the, one, the week one fluke out of it to just play to their level of the competition. And for whatever reason, that's been good and it's been terrible because when it's been good, you end up coming back and you beat Seattle. I know their record's not great, but they've had a tough schedule. Uh, their starting quarterback's now out for a little bit. It's it's not going to look great when it's all said and done, I think, for Seattle. But that's still a really good football team offensively, and you were able to limit Russell Wilson and that offense in the second half. I'm going to need to see the Titans do something similar this week. And for whatever reason, I don't know if it's just because it's prime time, kind of talked myself into it, but I have the Titans walking away with a 35-33 to point win. Last second field goal, Randy Bullock is going to avenge what happened in New York. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But you know what, D, I'm just going out there with it. I'm, I'm letting the juices flow. I have faith this team's going to actually come out and show us that they are a team to be reckoned with. And even though the rest of the division sucks, this is still a team that needs to be respected and that hopefully the injuries aren't too much of a concern. And I'm hoping by the time this is all said and done, we get a lot of those guys back and they're healthy going into this game. But it should be a fun game. I'm hoping for a shootout. I feel like we've had a lot of great primetime games so far this season, and I hope that trend continues when Tennessee hosts the Buffalo Bills. But Denard, on the way out, any closing thoughts, sir? No. only thing I got to say is for Tennessee, it's a statement game. For Buffalo, it's a game about redemption. So, again, this is going to be a fun matchup. I can't wait to Monday night. David, this is going to be fun. I am looking forward to it. I hope you all are as well. With it being a Monday night game, Denard and I are actually going to record Tuesday evening. Uh, so a little bit behind, but hey, it's um, it's one of those things. We're still going to make sure we get the content out to you all. And we'll continue to keep you all updated throughout the week as more updates happen for the Titans. And especially when we're looking at the injury report and just other news that might happen. Like, hey, you, you never know what's going to happen. The Titans went out and signed Avery Williamson today. I expect him to be on the active 53-man roster but a lot to continue to unfold for the NFL. Lots of storylines. Denard, thank you, sir. That is going to wrap you. it up for us today. For Denard Walker, I am Davey Hudson. You have been listening to Believe in Titans, presented by Bet Online on the Believe Podcast Network. And as always, tighten up. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. We are available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can follow along to keep up with all the latest Titans information on Twitter at Believe Titans. That's B-L-E-A-V-T-I-T-A-N-S. And hey, if you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.